Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Yes, indeed, it is the Get Right right here on 105.3 The Fan. I'm Reginald Datatula. That is the voice of the three-time Hall of Famer, Chris Arnold. Got you down. Thanks for rocking with us on a Tuesday evening in the Metroplex. Of course, me, CA, you've got David Shrupp and Ross Lebensky holding us down on the ones and twos. Thank you, gentlemen. And thank you for rolling with us. You can always get involved with the program by texting into the truckwreck.com text line. That number is 877-881-1053. You can also see our smiling faces. By searching 105 through the fan on YouTube or going to twitch.tv slash Dallas fan cam uh, active on the evening. Your Dallas stars facing off against the uh, Detroit Red Wings and they have a cushy five to two lead. It, it looked like uh, they had given the Red Wings a little bit of a lead. There was two one and I was like, oh, man. Is this the the night again? And then they started piling it on in Detroit. So your stars uh, 15 minutes away from a win in Detroit. We'll keep you up to date with what's happening there. However, the news of the day uh, happens to be Texas Rangers related here on your home of the World Series champion, Texas Rangers. And it involves one Adrian Beltre. David, can you help me with a little bit of audio, please? <laughs> you ready? Yeah. Answer it. No, I'm going to go to the Answer it. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hello, oh, may I speak with Adrian Beltre, please? Yes, sir, this is him. Adrian, this is Jack O'Connell, the baseball. It's calling you from the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, New York. Your new second home, the baseball writers have elected you to the Hall of Fame. Thank, Thank you so much. Well, it's official. If you didn't hear all too clearly, that's Adrian Beltre getting the notification that he, along with Joe Maurer, Todd Helton, will be going into the uh, will be the 2024 class of the Hall of Fame. And joining us right now is our friend, uh, a very notable sports knower, but also the pre and post game host of your Texas Rangers and an all around good guy, Jared Sandler. Jared, what's happening, man? Over time. Over time. Oh, oh I, don't, I don't know if we got your mic up here. Oh, my bad. Can you, well, I deserve it because I, I introduced myself to David, who's been here for two months and three days, but first time I've met him, and then an hour later, I forgot his name. So I'm not a good guy. I, I don't deserve that title. That's eh, not fair. Look, I think, that's, I think that's overrated. Like, honestly, I think people forget names. There's a lot of things that people have in their minds. I, I give people a lot of grace in that regard. Like, hey, man, 
just ask. That's all. You know. You know. You know. It's weird. I'm currently I, I'm I'm having to deal with someone on the charity side of things, and we've been exchanging emails, right? And when I email them, it says Jared Sandler, mm-hmm. and they're texting me, and they're consistently spelling my name incorrectly. And it, like I don't care. Like it doesn't. But like it's a written medium. I'm I'm email. Well, I'm emailing. Like it's. It's it's, right it's there. there. It's like right, right in front of you. Right. Look at it and see. And like I don't have the I don't care enough to be like, hey, by the way, like that's not how you spell my name. I'm not like that just doesn't matter to me. I'm the youngest brother, so you can call me whatever. I'm just happy that you're like in the right zip code. Uh, but I don't know names. I I feel like when you introduce yourself to someone, you meet them, you should remember their name an hour later. It's not like I'm talking to anyone else. Oh no, that's tough. I feel like a lot of circumstances, it's easy to forget names immediately after you learn, uh, you know, meet somebody. And so, well, look, Mike Bastic doesn't know any of the producers. That's fair. KNC yeah, masterpiece that are not uh, Reg, right. Reg left. Yeah, there you go. Mike so. Bastic d- barely knows the names <laughs> of players on visiting teams when we used to do Frisco <laughs> Rough Riders games. He doesn't know Corey and Kevin. He I, keeps calling them the wrong names. Why yeah. would he know them? Yeah. 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 So, regardless, <laughs> I, don't, I don't. We brought you not here not just to talk about some quaint. Uh, you know, just general things that happen in life. But obviously, Adrian Beltre goes into the Hall of Fame or will be going into the Hall of Fame in the summer. And I, if, if you need a refresher, four-time All-Star, four-time Silver Slugger, five-time Gold Glover. Obviously, he got the 3,000 hits. Um, what does it mean for Adrian Beltre? And I know this is a very general question, but what does it mean for Adrian Beltre to be tapped on his first time on the ballot? To go into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I don't think it, like, you never hear anyone celebrate someone as a second ballot Hall of Famer, a fourth ballot. Like, you get in, you get in, it's great, but there is a little extra distinction when it's first ballot. And so few third basemen have gotten in first ballot, so few Dominican-born players have gotten in first ballot. Mm-hmm. No Dominican-born third basemen have ever gotten in first ballot, if you want to combine those two. Uh, I just think it's a, it's an extra, uh, an extra feather in his cap for you know the career he had and you know as he shared earlier on uh, I think it was on the, the zoom uh, after the announcement was made you know for for players who don't get back in the game in a managerial or general managerial capacity this is really their you know for the, the greats who get this honor this is their last this is their last hurrah where you celebrate them as a player yeah. and they're in the spotlight, right? He's already, he's, he's already gotten yeah. in the Rangers Hall of Fame, uh-huh. already had his number retired. So this is the last one. Now, I'm not sitting here saying, I, I don't think Adrian Beltre is going to manage. I do think he will be a part of the Rangers organization in some capacity. But, you know, it, at that point, it's a group team thing. This is an individual honor. And uh, I, I hope Adrian, who is not big on personal attention celebrates this accomplishment and the fact that it's first ballot is is really unique I, and real quick see I, I did want to get into this like the individual somebody said from the 682 is adrian beltray going into the texas rangers hall of fame uh, or is he going into the hall as a texas ranger yes um yes. that cap will be a ranger cap i i want to kind of individualize this because adrian beltray even though like there was a large portion of his career that was not played here he very much then became our guy in a lot of different ways, what is like the single, and this is not fair to you because there's so many, he's so complex of a human being and there's so many various things with all the experiences that you have, but what's what's the first thing that comes to mind when you think of Adrian Beltre? So I, I mentioned at the very end of Hot Stove, the toughness, and I shared a story when mm-hmm. he, he came back four weeks early from a torn thumb ligament when he, you know, he couldn't, he couldn't really function uh, without excruciating pain utilizing that thumb 
and not only came back and played, but played well. Like he he was notorious. I mean, you think about like playing through pain. You think about Adrian Belcher, but some guys play through pain and they're not that good, right? Like it, it's it's admirable. Mm-hmm. Hey, appreciate it. We love that you want to be out there. Adrian Beltre played through pain and excelled. You know, that particular season in 2015, after he came back from the thumb injury, a stretch that was just shy of 100 games, he had over 300, had an OPS in the mid-800s. From September 1 on that year, that final month stretch, he had an OPS in the 900s while hitting around 350, helping the Rangers come back and win the division. So I think you think about the toughness. I think you you obviously think about the defense. Uh, You know, the the... The, the play at third base, the plays he'd make, the athleticism, and the ability to do it from day one until the end of his career, right? He he didn't become a DH his last five years. He didn't become a defensive liability his last five years. He was still really good. And then I think the other thing is, you know, Adrian was not, you know, he didn't play the game with a level of goofiness that say maybe like, and, and I mean this in a, compl- like a complimentary way, but like Elvis or Derek Holland. But Adrian played the game with a joy, and I think there are people who might not be able to tell you that Adrian Beltre was, you know, destined to be in the Hall of Fame. But they can tell you about the the you know the shenanigans with Elvis on pop ups, the moving yeah. the on deck circle, mm-hmm. you know, the fact that you don't touch his head. He just he wasn't afraid to have fun. And I remember after Adrian retired, Michael Young was on this station, and he was asked, you know, what's something you learned or, or something you took away from Adrian's career. And Michael's response, maybe he mentioned a a few things, but one of the things he said was, when I looked back and watched Adrian after I retired, I I wish that I played the game or allowed myself to outwardly express myself joyfully Mm -hmm. in ways in which Adrian did. And I I think Adrian had this great balance. You knew. You never once questioned his focus, uh, his intensity, but he still was able to do it with a smile on his face. And I think that's that's cool to the non-Seamhead fan base when they think about Adrian Beltre. And, you know, earlier today on G-Bag, uh, Dutch Oven, Derek Holland, who played with him, as you mentioned, talked about his toughness. And you were up there in Toronto, Jared, when Adrian's back was killing him. Gosh, guys. And he, yeah. and he did not want to be taken out of that game because that game, those I mean, this playoff game, it meant so much of what they could possibly do, but his body couldn't let him do it. And he talked about that toughness, but he also talked about what you were just saying here, the, the, the situation with Elvis. The fans enjoyed the fact that those two had that relationship. Mm-hmm. And Derek brought up something I thought was kind of interesting. You could probably elaborate on because you saw the majority of those last few years. He said it's kind of like the, old, the older dog. Got a young pup right there. And he's playing with you a little bit. It kind of extends the older dog's career because mm. he's enjoying it a little bit more. Yeah. It's not... Going, he's 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 very focused on what he does, but he's got somebody that's like you know playing with him a little bit. And if you've got a, a pet or a keeps dog, him a little you know, young, keeps him a little young. Yeah. So he was talking about how Elvis kind of did that for him. Yeah. No, I I, I think you know the, the relationships they shared was really unique, and uh, I, there's no doubt, right? Because you know you hear that all the time when Especially an older guy, season, yeah. You know, I, I just that 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 Toronto yeah situation. I just want to like for people who don't know. So it's game one of the ALDS, and in the the bottom of the first inning, or excuse me, uh, in the top of the first inning, Adrian Beltre, uh, no, I apologize, it was, it was in the bottom of the first, uh, Adrian hurts his back, charging a ball, and 
he was in so much pain. And it was like, you're thinking, oh, forget playing in this game. He's done for the, the postseason. Right. right? Like mm-hmm. It just it had that feel, right? And it's mm-hmm. back. And Well, Adrian stayed in the game. And Adrian basically knew that he had one swing left. He, he was going to bat in the next inning. He had walked in the first inning, so this must have been in the second. So it comes up in the top of the third. He's got one swing. And he comes up with a, a runner in scoring position. And he, he and when I say one swing, I don't mean one at bat. I mean, if he swings and misses, he's going to have to leave the game. Mm-hmm. Or he just stands in there and hopes for a walk. If he fouls it off, same thing. Yeah, Singles up the middle, strives in a run. The Rangers take a lead. Obviously, that series didn't play out the way he wanted. But Adrian barely got to first, was pulled, uh, came back when the team returned to Arlington. The Rangers end up losing that series, but uh, they won that game. And it's just yeah. like... I don't know. It, 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 it's remarkable. Um, what he went through. Yeah. I'll, and I'll tell you one one personal account with sure, Adrian. Please do. 2016, we clinched the division in Oakland. Mm-hmm. And I always prefer clinching stuff at home. I think it's cool for the fans. But I'll tell you, like the World Series, you know, this year, when you clinch something on the road, it's cool because everyone's together, right? Everyone's intimate. together. Yes. So, you know, Adrian Prince, I think some of the guys – Rented out a, a, a bar near the hotel across the street, something, and uh, and and everyone a part of the, the traveling party was invited. And you know, I'm I'm not a player, I'm not a coach, I'm on the front office. You know, I, I kind of you know hesitantly, I walk in with Emily, so I know if I'm with Emily, you know, I'm I'm good. She's, right. You know, she's queen team team queen yeah, she's mom. Team mom. But uh, yep. you know, I still I'm and I know the guys have good relationships. I just want to feel it out, make sure I'm okay, and. Mm-hmm. You know, then you go and you, you talk to people. You got to uh, look, you'd leave. Yeah, but at one point, I'm like, all right, you know, I, someone I think got me a, a drink when I got in. Well, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking to refill. And I go up to the bar and I'm getting ready to order a drink and I'm, I put my credit card out. And I feel like I, I feel Adrian Beltre coming <laughs> behind me. <laughs> I, I had no idea. It could have been anyone, but I just like, I feel someone approaching me and I know it's Adrian. And I'm thinking, Oh gosh, I'm Adrian. I'm so sorry. You know, I'm, I'm getting ready to apologize. I I, didn't, I thought I was allowed to be here, whatever. Like, and I had a decent relationship with Adrian. I just, sure. uh, and Adrian takes my credit card and bends it in half and says, "You're not paying for a thing. We, we <laughs> not got here, this. Not anywhere we else got, either. We got this. You're, <laughs> you're good. You're gonna have Put to call your bank and get a new. I one. needed to get a new card, but it was just. <laughs> but that, but that, but that's who Adrian was. Yeah. You know, he he loved to demolish credit cards and your person. No, he, he was he was this guy who he wasn't yeah. always. You know, you didn't look at him and think like this is the warmest, fuzziest person. But he was caring and inclusive and, mm-hmm. you know, family-oriented, whether that means his family in California, that means his Rangers family. That's why he was so beloved as a teammate, and not just his teammates, but anyone who who worked with him or came across him, because that that's who he was as a person. You know, we're all in this together, mm-hmm. uh, and that was something that, you know, was really neat, and uh, one of the coolest items that I have in my house. I don't do a lot of memorabilia stuff. But I got a, a jersey that he gave me at one point uh, as a thank you, and there he signed it, and um, that that was really special because when you when when you he's the type of guy where when he accepts you, you feel like you've done one thing right, and yeah, I feel like some of that speaks to one of the things that comes to mind for me, and it, I guess it's like it's less of the fun stuff because like and it's also one of those things that the fans aren't as privy to. Because again, you talk about the you know swinging to the knee. You talk about moving, you know, the on deck circle, like all those things. You know, more privy to the fans. But like his leadership is something that I mean, we hear a lot about 
is that something that you could speak to in a way like the ways in which he seemed to police and not in a negative way, but just he seemed to police like the organization almost as a whole. Yeah, I, I think not every team. It's kind of like, you know, in every not every rotation has an ace, right? Not every, you know, you, you can you can think of various labels for uh, various sports and teams. Mm-hmm. You know, not everyone's got this, not everyone's got that. But, you know, you always have a number one pitcher. It might not be an ace. Well, not every not every team has a, a quote-unquote captain. Not every team has that one guy who stands out as a leader. I think Rangers fans are spoiled to have overlapping, but, you know, then over, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that Venn diagram doesn't totally overlap. Michael Young on one exactly. end, an overlap with Adrian Beltre, and then uh-huh. Beltre after Young left. Those guys don't, they're not in every clubhouse. Yes, rare. Uh, there are a few guys who... You can see the the organization takes their cues from that one guy. Sometimes it's a group, right? Like, hey, let, let, let's talk to, you know, Chris, Reggie, and and John. You know, mm-hmm. whatever. Let's see. with Adrian. Was, let's talk to let's talk to Adrian. That's you know, what, what does Adrian think? And yep. and and it wasn't because he anointed himself. No. It was he had he earned that level of deference exactly. and respect. And it was you know Dirk. Uh, see how you can talk. Dirk was that Dirk, way, same right? Way, yeah. Sa- same yep. way. Mm-hmm. Didn't and didn't need to be the rah rah. Right. Like I have to make a speech to to be important guy. It just the way they carried themselves. It organically happened, and he had a special ability to uh, to bring people together in that way. Very nice. Fantastic I love the memories, man. Great stuff. Thank you for Thanks, hanging around a little bit after yeah, Rangers hot stove. Uh, Adrian Beltre. That's the news of the day. Uh, part of the twenty twenty four. Hall of Fame class alongside Todd Helton, alongside um, who am I forgetting at this point? I know Jim Leland is in Joe there. Mauer. Joe Mauer. Joe Mauer. Mauer for the yeah, 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 of course. Minnesota. Thank you. And July 21st, those and guys will be going into uh, the Hall of Fame at Cooperstown. I'll say Bill, uh, uh, Billy Wagner will get in, so not worried about that. Gary Sheffield last year in the bout. The yeah. fact he's not a Hall of Famer is an absolute joke. Yeah, for real. We need, a, we need to audit the voters. Uh, there are people who they have not watched baseball in 10 years who vote. Not every writer has a clue what's going on around the league, even ones who cover the sport actively. I wish there was a better way uh, to vote on such a prestigious honor. Got to be on 75% of the ballots. And by the way, when you say Adrian Beltre from now on, Jared, tell them what this means when you hear the names Babe Ruth and Honus Wagner. Oh, you tell me. I don't know. Oh. They are the 19th highest percentage of all time tied. Got it. Not, yeah, yeah. 95.1%. He's tied with Babe Ruth and Honus Wagner. Which, which, by the way, how, how is Babe Ruth not 100%? Yeah, how is really? Honus Wagner? How is Adrian? Like, who See, who looks at this writers, and is like, man? Adrian Beltre's not a Hall of Famer? Yeah, exactly. Uh, this whole, that's garbage. These guys stink. Sometimes I wonder if those are the guys that look up and they go, he go he's going in, so let me take that vote and put it somewhere else where I think I can get somebody, somebody else in. Vote for I don't him. know. I'm not going um, that's silly. It, the whole system's kind of fun. I'm glad you brought that up. I was leaning towards the man. This is so nice. I just want to make this a love fest of Beltre. But no, we could absolutely talk about the ways in which the uh, Hall of Fame voting is kind of. Uh, we, there's some side eyes. But regardless, the good part, Adrian Beltre, July 21st of this year, will be in Cooperstown. And we get Super to celebrate exciting. him another, another Jared, I time. I know you're going. Well, I don't know if I'm going because They're I think. They're going to have to send you. Well, I don't know because I think they might send other people. And thus, I have to stay back and hold, hold down. down the fort. Yeah. Well, either way, we get to hear you. You know, I feel like that's yeah. that's a part that's good. I'll, I'll You're talk to the wall. Be a part you know of some kind that's of right, and yeah. it, and it'll be it'll be well thought out. It'll be uh, that's very it'll be a great conversation, like and this, it'll take a while. But like this, Jared, when you win it'll the take World a while. Series, <laughs> I got it. There you go. You know, you got Rangers. When, when you win the World Series and you got a player going into the Hall of Fame all in the same nine months or calendar year, come on, dude. That's this. These an All Star game. All Star game too that's coming true. up in, in, in July. Look, about that. That's called everything goes first class now. Everything's yeah. gonna be first class.
and just first class, just his first class is Jared Sandler, our friend. And I heard from Odyssey, we're all getting raises, so. I hope can, is that is that actionable? Can we make sure yeah. that that's the case? Yeah. All right, I'm I'm hoping that they're taking cues from you. Yeah, Jared, we appreciate you very much. See you guys, Jared Sandler, pre and post game host of your David, World Series <laughs> champion Texas Rangers. Coming up next on the Get Right, does this football truism still hold? It has a little bit to do with your quarterback of the Cowboys. We'll discuss it next on the fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 3-0. Here's the pitch. Swing and a hard hit ball. Inside third. Base hit. Down the left field line. Mazzara gets to third. Adrian going to second. He's got a double for 3,000. That's Adrian Beltre's 3,000th hit as the news of the evening is that Adrian Beltre will be a first ballot Hall of Famer. He goes in on July 21st of this year in the class of 2024. Shout out to him uh, here on your home of the Texas Rangers, 105 through the fan. It's the get right right here, 105 through the fan. Reginald Atatula alongside the three-time Hall of Famer Chris Arnold. Got you down. For this Tuesday evening. Tuesday, yes, Tuesday evening. I forgot what On day it was. Tuesday. My goodness. Uh, thanks for rocking with us. You can always uh, get involved in the conversation by texting into the truckwreck.com text line, that number 877-881-1053. You can also um, get involved in conversations on YouTube by searching 105 through the fan on YouTube, see our smiling faces, or go to twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan Cam. Now, I was thinking about all the conversation that is around Dak Prescott, the quarterback of your Dallas Cowboys, right? And I know maybe more than ever, there are people that are ready to get him out of, get him off of this team, right? Fire him into the sun, as I like to say. Yeah, they've actually changed his last name. It is not Dak Prescott anymore. It is what? Dak Prescott for now. Okay, very good. For now, quarterback for now. That's right. Uh, there's, I mean, there's been a lot of conversations. That I should think we you, just let the contract expire. Yeah, how should you, how could you possibly, if you did? And one of the things I was thinking about is, if you, even if you just take it from a kind of a neutral perspective, I was like, Dak Prescott, and I guess Dak Prescott is above a certain line that I 
that I felt like, you know, you had him in the NFL. And in baseball, you would call it like the Mendoza line and not exactly the same concept, but like the oh, general you're idea. Like talent of quarterback. Right. For a talent of quarterback. Yeah. For the Mendoza line, again, not exactly, but for the football for a while, I viewed it as like Andy Dalton at one point, right? Mm-hmm. When he was with the Bengals. And I was like, I don't even know who that is now. But it's like you you get a guy of that caliber or better, and you just kind of that is the quarterback that you probably a lot need to of stay people with. Are talking about right? the Andy Dalton thing is like okay if you're as, Andy Dalton was the worst you could possibly be that you you, sh- you should yeah. probably stay with, yeah. and if you have someone who's less than yeah, that, you and, probably and, need and to make that serv- move. Serv- that's serviceable. Right, right, right. And, and that's I was, no disrespect to Andy, he had a nice career. Absolutely, I, I have a lot of credit and defense for Andy Dalton Me in too. the ways that sometimes some people will try and discredit him or you know criticize him. But that's neither here nor there. Ultimately, the thought that I came to then was, wait, do we still have that perspective on quarterbacks that there is that there is a line that you need to be better than? Is that Does that still hold? Because like there, that felt like a football truism for a while where it's like, hey, man, if your quarterback is not this good, how, whatever this is or whoever this represented the line to be, and does that still hold in, 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 in a, this modern in NFL? In a way, it's, it's kind of blurred, though. The line is kind of blurred. They used to say, okay, top 10 quarterback. Then it's, well, maybe top 12 quarterback. Top, I mean, it was always more than 15 because it's 32 teams in the league. It's, oh, it's top 15. That's not good enough. Got to be top 10. And then they started putting them in groups. Well, he, tiers. You follow, you follow what I'm saying? They, yes. They the tiers. Mm-hmm. He's this tier. He may not be that tier, but he's this tier. And out of these three tiers, he better be one of them three tiers. Right. That's the way you would do tiers. And so maybe it is a tier, but I mean, at some point, there's got to be a last guy in, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I do wonder, like... Oh, you're trying to name a name. Well, I, I don't even need to name a name. I just wonder, are, are we still holding it in that... Pers- is that still the perspective that we're utilizing to uh, do a, like a very rough uh, analysis of quarterbacks? Because I don't know that... I still think that whatever name you come up with, if you did put a name on it, I think Dak Prescott's probably above that. I agree. Um, now, of course, you can look at... This maybe where this gets a little, I don't know, jagged and a little bit tougher to, you know, agree on the idea that there is a definitive line as you look at the Detroit Lions who are going to an NFC championship game. Their quarterback is Jared Goff, who you look over at the Los Angeles Rams and the Rams actively made the decision to no longer have Jared Goff as a quarterback with seemingly pushing him below whatever that line is and saying, hey, we need to go get another quarterback who we believe is more capable for what we're trying to do, and that leads them to go get Matt Stafford. They ultimately win a championship, a Super Bowl with Matt Stafford. But, you know, like, then you see Jared Goff, and in a different circumstance with the Detroit Lions, he looks he looks more than serviceable for them, and they are going to an NFC Championship game. I don't think the people view them as uh, not deserving to be there or as a severe underdog to the San Francisco 49ers coming up this Sunday. And so again, that makes me wonder: like, d- does that does that idea still hold that you have to have certain level, certain quality quarterback um, to to keep going with them? Where you know, if, if the quarterback does not reach a certain level, do you move somewhere else? It's a it's a great conversation. I'm going to say in that particular discourse between Jared Goff and Matthew Stafford, the way I would explain it, I explained it over the weekend because it actually came up. Mm-hmm. Um, not in this particular conversation, but those two quarterbacks in particular. Jared Goff just wasn't ready yet. Even though they had gone to the Super Bowl, it wasn't they weren't riding his arm. He wasn't like, oh, the arm talent Patrick Holmes guy. He just wasn't ready yet. What people kind of forget is he is came out of the same draft as uh, Dak Prescott right now. You follow what I'm saying? He's he's 29 years old. 
He was in. He was the number one pick in 2016. Dak was a fourth round pick in 2016. They made the move to get Matthew Stafford because he was more seasoned. They said we are built to win the Super Bowl now. Damn it, golf ain't ready yet. It's kind of like the arm talent in San Diego. Excuse me, the arm talent with the Chargers quarterback uh, with Justin, Justin Herbert. Herbert. I love Justin Herbert. But there will be those who will say, well, you know what? He's just not quite there yet because he's got the talent. He's just not quite there yet. Goff didn't have that insane arm talent, but he just wasn't there yet. So they made that move. And then there were people when they got Matthew Stafford, they said, well, he's too old and he really wasn't that good with it. He couldn't get the Lions anywhere. So he wasn't that good. And then all of a sudden, last year he was hurt, but this year's like, you know what? He might be on the verge of a Hall of Fame career if you think about it. So it kind of moves. It's almost like, the goalposts kind of move because the people who are doubting Dak Prescott right now saying he was he's quote-unquote in a tier below the Andy Dalton line, they're dissatisfied with his playoff performances. So just like during this regular season, they would say, well, he can't win on the road. Now they're going to say, well, he's only good in the regular season. Yeah, he had 38, t- 38 touchdown passes and led the league. He had a great year in the regular season, but playoffs, he sucks. So therefore, he's below that Dalton line. So the goalposts will move mm-hmm. to make the argument sustain itself. And that that's that's the thing I'm trying to get to is like, I, do we even have that solid idea? And some people have thrown out some ideas for who the, I guess, modern Dalton line would be. As some people would say it's, it's Ryan Tannehill, who, mm-hmm. I mean, very evidently the Titans moved on from. Right. They mm-hmm. they went and I, I guess even though he didn't leave the building, the prospect of quarterbacks coming <laughs> in, his ass. right. The prospect of young quarterbacks coming uh-huh. in has affected this. Right. And so maybe that is. And I know that that's definitely a part that Dak Prescott detractors look at is the idea. We'll go get someone else and like see if maybe you hit a lottery, you know, hit hit on a lottery ticket as opposed to sticking with what, you know, in a way. And that, I think that that's one of the things that kind of makes this a little bit tougher on that conversation, even yeah. though some people are like, maybe it's maybe it's Derek Carr or maybe it's G- Jimmy Garoppolo, and uh-huh. I think Derek Carr might be closer to the answer than yeah, I think that might be a pretty good uh, submission two one four. Garoppolo is always just hurt. But back to that line or, yeah. or or how yeah, it's easy to move on now because look at the success Green Bay's had with uh, Jordan Love, and look at the success that Houston's had with C.J. Stroud. I would just make it very specific just this last year to show you how hard it is mm-hmm. to make the right choice at quarterback. Just last year alone, Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, if you were making the conversation right now, you would have no idea. I mean, uh, last year at this point, you would have no idea because Bryce Young went a pick earlier than C.J. Stroud. And C.J. Stroud is obvious the best answer right now. But you can't tell half the room that a year ago. Yeah, and that just shows you how hard it is to make the right choice. Sure, and I, I you think you can always say Jordan yeah. Love, C.J. Stroud. It's easy to move on, but what if you get Bryce Young? What if you get Sam Darnold? What if you get? I'll even throw in Baker Mayfield because he wasn't right at the time for the Cleveland Browns. Even though, guess what? He took them to uh, further playoff success than even Deshaun Watson right now. Yeah, um, but yeah, um, I, I think that. It's interesting. You could even look at like the 2020 draft class, right? The ways in which those those quarterbacks were drafted, or maybe it wasn't 2020. It was a you know. I mean, you have the ways that these things stack up in different ways, right? Um, and ultimately, I, one of the things when it comes to drafting a quarterback is I think that sometimes we put a lot on the individual 
when circumstances matter. Like, football in general, I kind of hate how individual the analysis gets, especially when we talk about quarterbacks because it's just it ends up being we talk about them and all of this stuff is like there's so much context that it's hard to unravel what parts are what. Uh, but I, I just I found that to be intriguing within the larger conversation about Dak Prescott, which, again, I think gets made a little bit. I don't know if it's tougher or easier, depending on how you view it, because of the contractual circumstances and the, the salary cap ramifications and all mm-hmm. of those other portions of it. But just the basic idea of that. Do we even still agree to the idea of if you are below this line or if you are above this, if you're above this line, it's better to stay with what you know? And I don't know. It seems like a lot of people, at the very least, in this fan base, don't subscribe to that theory, that idea. Or if they do, they seem to have Dak Prescott below what that ultimate line would be. And that's, that was something that I was thinking and, about. And that's the passion right now because Absolutely. they can't seem to get to the NFC Championship game. It's got to be all his fault. When, if you look at what happened in that one particular game, how about it's the entire franchise's fault? Offense, defense, special teams, coaches, front office, that game right there sucked, and everybody's fingerprints is all over. If you want to stick to just the quarterbacks alone, we can go back to, okay, you could even, well, if you want to even say argument, you say, well, wait a minute, if you can't win the big games in the playoffs or you can't win the big games on the road, when he was a rookie, how come he beat Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh? How come he beat Green Bay in Green Bay? He won these games where Tony Romo was supposed to come back. But guess, guess what? Damn it, they won 11 straight when he won games they wasn't supposed to win. You can say, well, that was Zeke. Well, guess what? Zeke ain't here. And shout out to Zeke. He was at the Mavs game last night. And by the way, that particular year when Dak was a rookie, he was the offensive rookie of the year. So, again, it's so subjective. And it's, it's so hard to say, okay, it's easy to move on. Not if you look at the language of contracts, because you don't know how complicated it may be to move on from his contract. You don't know. You just say, wait a minute, you got to eat the contract one year and move on. Might be he has a no trade clause. It might be that, guess what? He not only has a no trade clause, he has a no franchise tag clause in there. There's language that you only heard about and don't really know about. So, again, it might be in the Cowboys' best interest to – Add more pieces around him, maybe trade him a year or two later, but you better extend the contract because guess what? The salary cap goes from 228, I believe, to over 240 million a year. Which means guess what? You've got 13 free agents that you're gonna move around. You may be able to build better around him where you don't have to count on only him. He can be the the manager of the game, the way Cam Newton put it, not bus driver, manager of the game that's more comfortable to him. In other words, if Brock Purdy were, quote-unquote, the quarterback for the Cowboys, would he have had the same success as Dak Prescott had? I would probably say, yeah, that he would need the same kind of help. He would need the same kind of better team around him to go further. I don't even want to get into that Brock Purdy thing because that that's a whole different area. Like I said, we're, we're long, Cam long time Newton at called this him point. a game manager, and he wasn't trying to diss him. He says there's insane arm talent, which he calls game changers. Remember Cam? They just yeah, lit Cam and, up. And, I mean, I think a lot of people that would like to see a different quarterback would probably be a game would, manager. A lot of them would probably look at the idea of you got to go try and find a game changer. Regardless. You do, just, but you don't know it in the draft. Regardless. That, that, you know, just wanted to get into that idea if in that If I were to trade Dak – 
I would trade him for a proven veteran that I know can play. Well, you're not really in that vein unless and he unless he agrees. That's to why a I trade. would say that when they were doing the hypotheticals about Micah Parsons, that's what I said I would trade Micah Parsons for. Not draft picks, but a brand name quarterback that's awesome that you know what you're going to get. Not a theoretical that maybe turn out to be uh, Bryce Young. So get right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, let's go around the NFL where there's some more coaching hirings in the league. We'll do it next on The Fan. Detweiler at the belt and to the plate. Beltre swings and cranks one to deep left field. That is on its way, and that ball is history. Adrian with his 10th career grand slam. He turns this game around. It's 5-2 Texas, and Globe Life Park is on its feet. So get right right here on 105.3 The Fan. I'm Reginald Datatula, the three-time Hall of Famer. Chris Arnold is Got with me. Down. And that was the sound of a soon-to-be fully-fledged inducted member of the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, Adrian Beltre. We found out today is on the very first time that he was on the ballot, was voted, uh, received enough votes to be a Hall of Famer. So 95.4% of the vote, actually 95.1% of the vote, Tied with Babe Ruth and Honus Wagner as the 19th highest percentage of all time, and he's only the 19th for, uh, third baseman to ever get in. There you go. If you, if you're one of those folks, it's like, hey man, when it's my guy going into that Hall of Fame, I want to be there July 21st. Go ahead and mark your calendar. And maybe start figuring out how you got to get to Cooperstown. I know Elvis Anders better be there. I, be I, the same I guarantee he will he be, be, and there. he better touch that man's head too. Yes, he do. Um, or at least the statue's head. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Um, right now, we go around the NFL here on the Get Right. We begin by talking about those Las Vegas Raiders. Of course, they'll be hosting the Super Bowl this year, but they got to get their team together. On an individual front, they you know made sure to give Ant- uh, Antonio Pierce the full time job. Took nice. off that interim uh, label. Mm-hmm. They needed a general manager, and today they have decided who they are going with. The name they decided on Tom Telesco. He was the former Chargers uh, GM just last season, and you know before that, um, I thought this was very interesting uh, that they ultimately went with the Chargers. Actually, just less than six weeks after the Raiders beat the Chargers in a very big way. And that kind of helped pave the way for Tom Telesco mm. and Brandon Staley to be fired from their jobs the next day. Mm. And so I, I did find it interesting that ultimately they went and hired Tom Telesco, not just because of that, but also that Raiders roster, or sorry, not Raiders roster. The Raiders do need to get their roster together, and the GM is going to be necessary in doing that clearly. Um, that Chargers roster, however, yeah, it's not situated all that great. Obviously, there's right. names, but you have a lot of guys that are underperforming their contracts. And that goes and that back sits, to the GM. That absolutely sits with the GM. Mm-hmm. All I know is uh, the coach usually likes to be paired with the GM, somebody that they know, because, like you said, both heads will roll if they're not on the same page, and the GM will fire the coach if he feels like, okay, I got to save my own butt. So I'm hoping that Antonio and uh, Tom at least have a relationship. I mean, I hope so at the very least. I mean, they're going to have to work together. Also, I know that in some kind of rumor situations, I know that I saw Luke Getze, who was previously the offensive coordinator for the uh, for the Bears, who was mm-hmm. fired this year. I know I saw his name floating around the Chargers uh, offense, or not the Chargers, the Raiders, Raiders offensive yeah. coordinator job. And I was like, ooh, if you do that, I just can't imagine Antonio Pierce looking successful because Luke Getze's offense in Chicago was abysmal. So you take maybe someone that I – and look, who am I, right, to ultimately qu- question folks in the NFL? But 
I don't have a lot of faith in Tom Telesco, and I have even less faith in Luke Getzey. I would really hate to see Antonio Pierce saddled with, with you know, guys that are not going to help him be successful in that job. That's why I wonder if Mark Davis is the guy that needs to be doing these hiring because it's almost like who's got his ear last. He's one of these owners that I don't feel who really knows what he's doing. He should have somebody, you know, in the world of football make those decisions. Yeah, well, right now, uh, Tom Telesco, his it is now his His dad was a job. genius, but he... I don't, you know what I'm saying? Not like Mark Davis. Look at his haircut. <laughs> I, I had to. I it, had it's to always going to come back to the haircut. It's, come back to, it's <laughs> always <laughs> good. I don't, I don't know why that's the haircut, but it is. Um, elsewhere around the NFL, we found out earlier today that the Philadelphia Eagles are also not allowing Brian Johnson to return as a coordinator, offensive coordinator. So this means they, for the second offseason in a row, yep. We'll have to hire a new offensive and they, defensive coordinator. Maybe they better ask uh, Jalen Hurts, does he like some of these guys before they give him the money? Well, I mean. I'm, I'm only saying it because he, they weren't on the same page, and Jalen had to audible a lot. That's what they said. Yeah, well, I mean, clearly it did not operate. How, and what was very evident if you watched the Eagles team all this past season they just did not find the answers. They were not on the same page. They did not have a collective idea of what they were doing and what they were trying to do. And so the idea, uh, maybe, just maybe, this gentleman could give them some level of hopes as Mike Garofolo of NFL Media, NFL Network, he tweeted this not more than an hour ago. Quote, the Eagles interviewed USC senior offensive analyst Cliff Kingsbury for their offensive job today. Well, they know each other. Hertz and Kingsbury do know each other. Yeah, sources say Kings, Kingsbury rather recently interviewed with the Bears, who hired Shane Waldron at, as office coordinator. So, Jalen yes. Hurts didn't play for Cliff Kingsbury. He played for Lincoln Riley, but they know the system and they know each other. Yeah. Well, I mean, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, King, Kingsbury is an offensive guy. Clearly, mm-hmm. um, it, feel, it feels like over his uh, you know coaching career, he's kind of fallen up. And one of the things that I look at the last time he was in charge of an offense was when he was the head coach in Arizona. One of the big criticisms that came up with that offense is it felt like multiple years they would start out hot, but then they would fizzle towards the middle of the season, and then mm-hmm. by the end of the season it was not as good-looking of an offense. And that feels like or, something that's not going to go well for the Eagles if they ultimately hire him. was Kyler playing video games? I, I feel <laughs> like they were saying, too. I feel like it's not I'm just, just saying what people were saying. Yeah. I didn't say that he was doing. Yeah, He but, had to get something written in his contract about it. Sure, but that's that's the quarterback. I, I mean, there's still other things outside of that, including uh, the ways that, you know, the ways that the entire offense looks outside of just mm-hmm. the quarterback. But I'm sure that that didn't help if that was part of it. As we continue around the NFL, uh, the GM in Buffalo um, was talking today, Brandon Bean, the general manager, Apparently he his you know comments ultimately came to talking about Stefan Diggs. We you know Stefan Diggs previously viewed as one of the best wide receivers in the league this season, especially once they made that change in offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Once they let go of Ken Dorsey, had um, Brady come in Joe and Brady. Joe Brady end up being the office coordinator. You saw them kind of progress a little bit on offense, but one of the things that did regress was uh, Stefan Diggs and his production individually. Uh, Brandon Bean said, quote, Steph, he's a number one wide receiver. I firmly believe that we are not wavering off that. Um, so obviously he continued on with more comments. But do you agree with Brandon Bean? Uh, you know, Stephon Diggs, you're not seeing what is going to be a continuous regression, that he's still that high-level elite wide receiver that he that we all kind of considered him to be at one point. Okay, there's a conflation 
of what's wrong with the situation with Stefan Diggs. It's not just his productivity. You, you change offensive coordinators in the middle of the season. Of course, there's going to be some productivity issues because things change. They actually tried to run the ball a little bit more with mm-hmm. Joe Brady, and they were more successful. What they were trying to do was eliminate some of the turnovers that Josh Allen was committing. You know, whether it was interceptions or fumbles, they were trying to reduce those by having a more balanced attack. The numbers weren't going up for Stefan Diggs, and there are people going, oh, he didn't have the productivity. How about in the offseason, they talked him into taking a pay cut because they told him OBJ was coming, and he was going, he was down for that. And then they didn't go after Odell Beckham Jr. He's like, what the hell? I took this pay cut because y'all wanted me to make room for Odell Beckham Jr. Thus, the path of the, of the Stefan Diggs tale for this season started. And then the productivity, it, it may have nothing to do with any disgruntlement or anything other than the fact that you change your offense. And again, if they win the damn Super Bowl, the, if the field goal kicker makes the kick, nobody's complaining about Stephon Diggs other than they screwed him out of some money. I, I, I think that there's some definitely something fair to that. I, I, I hear what you're saying there. I, I do think that there is something to be said, though, for the ways in which he has not looked like himself. And, you know, like you said, there may be varying reasons as to why that is. It'll be interesting to see if he can kind of bounce back to looking a lot more like that receiver as they continue. Or he you might know, need a new change of pace, a new breath, fresh of breath. He needs, he needs to, maybe he needs to come to Texas. I mean, maybe. I don't know that necessarily. Hell, I don't know. It depends on how the season kind of breaks out for your Cowboys, if that's what you were pointing to. Unless you were trying to get him to go to the Texans. Is that what you were trying to no, allude to? No? That. Okay. Very good. I like Diggs. There you go. And by the way, speaking of Buffalo, uh, has anybody seen the kickers? He's in the witness program. Well, he, 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 we mentioned yesterday he deactivated all his social media, and I can't yeah, blame it, him. I don't he, blame him. I feel bad for the guy. Yeah, it, it really is kind of nasty the ways in which things like that happen and the people. I feel will, bad for the franchise and the people. Yeah, folks, that's hard to lose like that over and over again. Yeah, I, I, I know that on social media, folks can really get after you um, when in all reality, oh, yeah. you know, it's, it, it's a game, and obviously there's some, there's some high stakes. But still, it's you know it should not it should not he go that way. He wasn't trying to miss it. He wanted to go to Super Bowl too. That's right. That's right. Uh, that's around the NFL here on the Get Right, right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, let's do some NFL true or false. Talk about some certain situations coming off of the divisional round. See if they if we agree or disagree with these sentiments. We'll do that next on the Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.